Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast with Bridget, Nicole, and Renee. Today, we are discussing the most overrated and underrated parks, attractions, and dining at Walt Disney World. We'll be curious to see if you agree or disagree with our thoughts. Well, where are we going to start today, Nicole? You know, I always get nervous with these, and I hope <laughs> I hope no one like is like so totally offended by what we say. Yeah. So just remember, it's just an opinion, yep. and that's what makes the parks great is, you know, if people don't like the same things you do, it's great. Fewer people in line. Absolutely agree. Um, why don't we start with attractions? This is going to be controversial. Yes. I feel it. Yes. Uh, so uh, our our first overrated attraction is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. <laughs> and here is why. <laughs> For me, of all of the coasters, this is like the most tame. It's not the biggest. Yeah. But it will always have the longest line and it's short. Yep. So for me, I can never justify the wait for the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, if it is the most amazing experience in the world, I will wait. Like I would wait forever for Cosmic Rewind. Yeah. Mine Train, I will only do if I've paid individual Lightning Lane and mm-hmm. it makes me sick to do that. Yeah. Um, or if we're at like a party or an after hours event where I know if I wait until the very last minute, I can get on yeah. with minimal weight. Yeah. I think if you're going to do lightning lane, if you're just, if you know up front, you're going to pay for it, go for it. Nicole, you, you guys are not an early morning family. No. We are an early morning family. So sometimes we will hit mine train first thing in the morning um, just because we're there anyways. And that's when the line is going to be the shortest. And so, but I, I agree with you. It is a short ride. You know, it's a great beginner coaster for a, a younger kid. We're not saying not to do it, but is it worth a two hour wait? Probably not. Right. What, what about Navi river journey? How do you feel about that one? So this one, I feel like people might hate me for, I think it's totally overrated. But again, for the same reasons, I think as mine train is, it just has a really long wait for something that I, I don't think is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a really beautiful ride. I think it's great for small kids. Uh, We were actually there during the annual pass holder preview when Pandora opened back in, what was that? 17, uh, 2017. 18. I can't remember. Um, but is it worth an hour wait? Probably not. And so definitely something that I think you could pick up with your genie plus if you do purchase that extra. Um, but it's definitely not something that I would wait in a extended queue for a win. Um, okay. I'm going to go with now underrated. Okay. So I feel like there's a cult attached to this ride. Okay. Um, but if you're not part of that cult, I feel like people always skip it. Journey yeah. into imagination. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Absolutely. I love this. Yeah. We're a Figment family. So yes. I think we are a part of the cult a little bit. We love Figment and our kid loves Figment. It's always a shorter wait. It has nice air conditioning um, and it's a pretty good length for a ride. But I do agree. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But yes. if you like Figment and if you're into that, you're going to love it. And it's funny. I, this is one ride I always have to justify to my extended family. And I'm like, but it takes you through the five senses. Like yeah. it literally embodies what Epcot is about. And it's telling you to use your imagination. Like you should, I was like, why are we not drinking the Kool-Aid on this ride? I don't. <laughs> it's educational. 
it is. So I don't understand that, but that to me, that, that is an underrated ride. I agree. I do enjoy it. We do it every time. What about shows at Magic Kingdom? I feel like sometimes things like PhilharMagic and then the the Laugh Factory, those are often overlooked by families. Do you feel like that's an overrated or underrated? I'm going to go with underrated again. These are one of my favorite things to do. And every time we go into the Laugh Factory, I mean, it is a hoot. It's different every time. It's like you're in a comedy, comedy show. And I just really appreciate quick wit which is what it is because you have yeah. that live talk back with the monsters from Monsters, Inc. Um, and Phil Magic, I think, is just a beautiful show. It is. I love the new edition with Coco, the scene that they added from Coco. I absolutely mm-hmm. love. But for me, you know, especially like if your kids don't want to wait or you have time in between Genie or you just need a spot to, to rest or escape whatever the weather, whatever's mm-hmm. happening with the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's not just a time kill. It's like really like we're going to do it because we want to experience this. Yeah. I like PhilharMagic a lot. I have a lot of memories of that whenever I was younger. Laugh Factory, I agree, is hilarious. Yes. It is a really funny experience and it's a great place to cool down. Yes. Okay. I'm probably going to butcher the name of this, but what do you think about the Maharaja Jungle Trek? You didn't butcher that. That was beautiful. It was perfect. I love the Maharaja Jungle Trek. I, um, Animal Kingdom is a park that my family does struggle to stay at all day. Like if we're starting and ending, we would typically park hop. But I love the the Jungle Trek because there's so many different experiences in that walking path area. I love the the aviary where the birds are located. If you're scared of birds, maybe you won't like it. But <laughs> I really, really like it. I love the aviary. I love seeing the monkeys and the gorillas and the tigers. It's a really beautifully themed area to walk around. And if you're doing Wilderness Explorer, there are different stops that are that's folded into that walking path as well. You know, one thing in particular that I love about the Jungle Track is that there are so many cast members lined throughout yeah and I find that my kids are always asking questions like when we're there and we're looking at the bats my kids are asking questions Mm -hmm. or they have questions about the tiger and I'm like I don't know ask a cast member yeah and then they will ask a cast member the most obscene question like that I'm like oh how are they gonna know that and the cast members know everything they know everything about the area that they're in Mm -hmm. and it's just so educational and it's fascinating and it's interesting and again there's no weight. You're walking through at your own, you know. Yeah, I, I do love, I love the jungle, jungle truck. I think it's something that people should not skip over. You know, once you're done with riding the safari, it's located right beside it. And so you could definitely hop over to that as well. Why don't we move on to experiences? Because okay. I'd love to stay in Animal Kingdom because I yeah. think that there are some underrated experiences there mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I, what, one experience that a lot of families don't consider. So we'll probably talk about three of them in that animal kingdom area and they are an additional cost. However, they are a really great addition to your vacation. The wild Africa track. I absolutely love. I did that a few years ago um, with uh, some coworkers. It is such a fun experience. You get harnessed up, you learn about the animals, you get to walk across a creaky bridge. It is safe. It is Disney. Okay. But you walk across a creaky bridge and there's, you know, alligators below you. It's a really cool experience. Um, they feed you, you get like a little lunch included and a water bottle. 
I love Wild Africa Trek. I will say we just did Up Close with Rhinos. Yeah. That was a great experience for us to be able mm-hmm. to see the rhinos up close. Again, for me, I love being able to go backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, I love hearing all of the details about what goes into caring for those animals. Of course, yeah. my kids loved seeing and touching the rhino and being up close. Um, for me, it was everything else. But that was much like you. Like my daughter would stay at Animal Kingdom all day. Yeah. I would be fine doing three things and leaving. Yeah, I know yeah. that's terrible to say. Um, but I think you're right is that especially when, you know, if you're trying to add experiences to days, there are other parks where there's just so much to do. I feel like yeah. if you add in too many experiences, it can take away from the parks yeah. um, or this, I do think really enhances your day. Yeah. We did the caring for giants. Uh, I believe it was in 2019 and that's the elephant encounter. And we loved it again, backstage that you get to go and look at. Um, how the elephants eat and how they feed them when they're out uh, on property and you get to be behind the scenes where the safari is. Uh, We really enjoyed that as well. So yeah, if you're looking to add something to your Animal Kingdom Day, these are some underrated experiences to really consider. Okay, now I'm going to talk about overrated. And again, I feel bad saying this, but I'm going to say the dessert parties Mm. at Magic Kingdom. I think they're overrated. Yeah. They're so expensive. They are expensive. Do you get a, you know, a spot where you can either stand or sit to watch uh, the fireworks? Yes, you do. So you get that premium seating if you don't want to get there early to save yourself a seat to watch that. But they're so expensive for what you get. Um, oftentimes it's little desserts and some appetizer type things. But it is a very expensive experience that will not make or break your vacation. And I think that's the biggest thing is you don't have to do the dessert party to be able to enjoy the fireworks. Yes. Um, you know, for us, I say we've done it before and mm-hmm. we kind of it's so I mean, I've done it and I've put my money out there, but I feel like I know what I'm getting. So yep. that's OK. Um, so in those instances, I didn't mind it. But I think for what you pay if you haven't done it before and you haven't done your research or you haven't seen pictures, I think it can be a little bit underwhelming. And our thing is we've always done the pre-party, which means we ate the desserts first and then went over to the viewing area. So I feel like we were at a slight disadvantage because anyone who did the post-party, meaning you're watching the fireworks and then heading over for the desserts, they're already in that staging waiting area ahead of time. So we always end up kind of in the back Um, And then I kind of feel like we're rushing through the desserts, which I don't want to do because if I paid for something where I can eat as much as I want, I want to be able to eat as much as I can. Yeah. Um, But the desserts are good. I mean, I like the desserts. I love the presentations. I think they do have a good variety. It does include um, cordials. So you have your beer and your wine, but, um, but you're right. I think it's not going to make or break your stay. Yeah. Do you feel like that there is an underrated park at, at Walt Disney World. What do you think people would think in that category? I would hands down say Epcot. Yeah. I feel like people are so quick to dismiss, you know, especially mm-hmm. if there's like a quick trip or they're trying to figure out where they're going to go. It's always like, well, we don't have to do Epcot. There's nothing yeah. there. And it breaks my heart. Yeah. And then I feel like I have to defend it. How about you? Yeah. I mean, between festivals and scavenger hunts and the rides and the foods and drink, Epcot is a park for everyone. And I feel like oftentimes families jump to skipping that park when I've definitely, I know a hundred percent that's an all day park. That is a day that you could start and end at the same park and still not be bored. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that I hear the most from people is, you know, they don't want to wait in line. They hate the idea Mm. of waiting in line. You know, and I say Disney isn't all about rides. Like the rides are great, but if you really take the time to appreciate everything that's in the parks, yeah, you can go through Epcot and barely wait in line for anything and have an amazing day. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely underrated. I hear a lot of people saying that their kids are too young to enjoy Epcot, which is not true. Um, my daughter again is 11 and it has been her favorite park forever. Uh, you know, she's been, it is her favorite place. We're, we are going to be at Disney world over Thanksgiving and we were making our plan where we wanted to be. And I said, you know, what park do you want to be at the most? And she said, Epcot, she said, we need to book multiple days there. I was like, okay, we'll do it. And it's funny too, because, you know, one thing I'll hear is, you know, especially for smaller kids or, you know, for princess centric kiddos. Yeah. Like, well, behind Magic Kingdom, Epcot's your jam. They have Mm -hmm. the most family friendly attractions without, you know, without the, the height restrictions or you're walking around the world showcase and there is a princess or a character to meet at nearly every world, every land. So you know, we really like that. And especially too, if you're looking for something to kind of just take your time, I feel like that's where we have like the most family time because we're mm-hmm. not running from one thing to the other. We really yeah. are stopping along the way and enjoying. Yeah, I agree. Um, how about dining? Ooh, this one's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's so many options. Quick service, table service, in park, out of park, lots of options for dining. Uh, one of the ones that I feel like is, pretty overrated is be our guest. I agree. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's more of a prefix menu. If you're picky, that can be a little bit hard. Um, but it is very expensive and I'm not sure that it make the food makes it worth it. The one thing I'm still bummed about is that they haven't brought back the quick service breakfast that they had prior to COVID. Yeah. If we were talking be our guest quick service, I loved that. Yeah. Um, one random, it was the only place where I could find like French toast sticks for my kids, which yeah. when they only eat Mickey waffles and pancakes, it's yeah. nice to have a third option. Yeah. Um, but I loved it because I do love the theming inside the castle. Um, but we have not gone back since they switched it to um, basically table service for both lunch and dinner. Now yeah. we haven't gone back. Same thing. I don't think the price can justify what the menu offers. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are excited to meet the beast. And if that is a priority for you, definitely book that experience. But if we're just basing this off food, um, I think it's a little overrated. The other restaurant that I think is overrated is Coral Reef Mm. over in Epcot. Couple of reasons, you know, I'll always hear like, but I hear the atmosphere is so cool and there's an aquarium to which I say, yes, that's true. It is. Um, but if you love seafood, I think, you know, at the top of my head, I could think of five other places I would send people before I sent them to Coral Reef. Yeah. Um, there's no guarantee you're up against the aquarium, by the mm-hmm. way. And if you love the idea of aquariums, just ride the seas with Nemo and it dumps you out into the giant aquarium. And then you can hang out there and walk around and experience so much more mm-hmm. than you can a Coral Reef. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you on that. It's, it is a cool venue, but I think you can see um, all of your aquatic life and other places right there in that seas area. And the food is okay. It's not something that um, you're going to feel like you got your money's worth. 
An, an underrated location that I love is Trattoria Al Forno over in the Boardwalk area. I've been there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I love it, even though we're missing the character experience. Um, I did like Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. I did enjoy that before COVID, but the food is really good. It's an underrated location. I'm 10,000% with you. And I, I will say this, I do miss the characters because I thought that yeah. was a great experience. Yeah. But what I like is now if you're looking for like a really great breakfast at a very reasonable price, now you're yeah. not paying the character meal price. Mm-hmm. And for me, the food there, I think is great. Like it is a solid, well-represented, like yeah. And we've always had great customer service. I love the theming inside. Like mm-hmm. it's very simple, but I love where you can see the open kitchen concept. Yeah. And same thing for dinner too. Um, we're a big Italian family. So I would say like, no Italian is bad Italian for us. Is it the best on property? I don't know. But I personally think it's the best Italian that's not within the parks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely enjoy it. And it tends to be one that you can pick up the day of. They do have a walk-up list especially for that breakfast time that seems really accessible. I did that a few months ago. Um, and yeah, I enjoy that one a lot. It's definitely underrated. I, I, I am going to say something a little controversial next. <laughs> um, it's on the list and Nicole knows what's coming next, but um, <laughs> character dining, I think it's overrated. And, you know, I know that that is, that's a hot take. And I know a lot of people are not going to appreciate that. I get so stressed out sometimes at character meals, particularly at buffet character meals, because I'm afraid I'm going to miss somebody. And so when they're walking around and I'm like trying to time, am I going to miss Mickey? Am I going to miss Minnie? And so I'm trying to time that. And then they come when I have food in my mouth. And it, for me, is a very stressful experience. I know that they're... It's a great way to meet multiple characters all at one time. Um, you know, Hollywood and Vine is a buffet that I think about a lot. And they have the characters in whatever season the dress is. I love the Christmas edition for them. But I feel stressed out at character dining. And I also believe that families oftentimes feel pressured to book multiple character dining experiences when they are planning a Walt Disney World vacation. Um, it's probably the most expensive dining that you can get on property for the most part. And it isn't always the best food. And so you're paying a premium for me. I'm paying a premium to be stressed out that I'm going to miss something. Um, And it's just not my favorite thing. I think it's overrated. You know, it's funny. And this was the only thing that I think we disagreed on um, when we came up with our list. Yeah. Because we are a family that loves character dining. That being said, I don't disagree with anything you said. Yeah. Um, Because we do have to do that. Like when the kids ask to like, go get up, I will look around to make sure that like there were no characters nearby Mm -hmm. um, because I want to make sure that we have time to do that. Um, I will say the cast members, they were always great. If you miss somebody during Mm -hmm. the rotation, they'll come back and get them before you have to leave. Um, and again, we're not necessarily, while I love a good meal, I have come, you know, I've resigned myself to the fact that my kids don't eat great food. So I'm totally fine <laughs> with, with buffet dining, but you're yeah. right. Like if you're looking for a great meal, yeah. there, there are plenty of other options, but I am a sucker. We'll do multiple character dinings. So 
The next dining experience I want to talk about is more in general, mm-hmm. but I would say resort dining. I feel like resort dining is really underrated and yeah. that's where you can get some of your best meals. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. I, I It's often overlooked by families, but some of our favorite places to eat are not in the park. Like we love Steakhouse 71. We love Citricos. We love Yachtsman Steakhouse. Again, we just talked about Trattoria. And so I do feel like that a lot of our favorite table service dining locations are located at resorts. And so we do keep that in mind whenever we're booking those reservations. And, you know, for us, when we're picking which resort we're at, the kids will always get excited. You know, for at Wilderness, they Mm -hmm. can't wait to eat it with Spring Canyon. Yeah. For Beach Club, they can't wait to eat at Beaches and Cream. Or we'll walk over to the boardwalk and Mm -hmm. do Trattoria Forno. So I think sometimes there's the thought about like, I just can't stomach leaving the parks to go eat because it involves travel. And then how do you get back from the resorts? But at the same time, if you're looking for a great meal, you don't want to eat the same thing and you feel like you want to get your money's worth. Resort dining is where it's at. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think people should really consider that. And if you're at Magic Kingdom, you have so many options on the monorail. Again, with Epcot, all of those Epcot resort areas. Um, and honestly, I I really enjoy on an a- Animal Kingdom day going to Sanaa or Boma because it's right there and it's an easy uh, bus ride back to the parks as well. So yeah, lots of things to consider with resort dining. Um, in addition to resort dining, what's your thoughts on quick service? Oh, I think quick service is underrated. I think one of the things that I feel like kind of makes quick service dining rise to the top for me now is the mobile order. I love mobile ordering my food so I don't have to wait in line. Um, and so I, we do, we will be standing in line for a ride or attraction and we will be mobile ordering our lunch or our dinner. And then we're ready to hit. I'm here whenever we're finished and ready to eat. So yeah, I think it's underrated. One thing I feel like, and I'm totally 10,000% guilty of this, I always put the focus on table service dining. Mm. And then I'll walk by those quick service locations. And I was like, why did I even make reservations at a table service? Like I've been wanting to try this quick service spot Mm. forever because we're not a family. I feel like if we were park open to park close, we would take advantage of quick service more. Yeah. Because we tend to go to the parks later we will have already had a big meal before we get there. So really, if we're eating one meal, I always feel like we have to do table service. And I wish we didn't because there's so many places um, for quick service dining. Uh, One of my favorites is the Satui Canteen. Yeah. Um, I love, I love that um, flame tree barbecue. But then I get sad because at Hollywood, you know, we love immersive theming, which is why we really do table service dining there. But I have been wanting to try the Backlot Express and the ABC Commissary with their new, every time I walk by and I look at the menus and I was like, I wanted to eat here. Like I forgot I wanted to eat here and now we're not eating here. We love ABC Commissary. They've got a a pretty nice variety. So, you know, salads, they often have salmon on the menu. You'll get your typical burger and fries situation, but we love ABC Commissary. And then uh, you can get the Wookiee cookie at Backlot Express. (laughs) So we do like to mobile order our Wookiee cookie. Um, But yeah, there's lots of really good dining options in that quick service that will save you a little bit of money. Um, If you skip the character dining, you go to quick service. I will say, I feel like there's, especially when you go to Magic Kingdom, 
you feel like you have to do table service dining. Yeah. That park has my least favorite table service dining. Uh, Cause you're really, your only experiential dinings I feel like are in the castle. And if you don't want to do the character dining or pay that premium price, you're knocking those two out. I mean, we're a family that loves Tony's, but that's, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the one park where I always do quick service. And if you're really trying to maximize your time with the rides, I mean, table service dining is going to take you anywhere between 60 and 80 minutes yep. where quick service, you eat where you want, when you want, you mentioned, you know, what I love is if your kids are like mine and they go from not hungry to hangry, yeah. that mobile dining is huge because yeah. I will place the order in the second that that restaurant is within view. Yeah. I'm hitting place my order. We're yeah. grabbing a seat and then it's ready. Yeah. We, we brought up Magic Kingdom a minute ago. I like to leave Magic Kingdom and go eat quick service at the Polynesian. Ooh. <laughs> the Captain Cook's, they have these barbecue pulled pork nachos that are delicious. And so we will often leave Magic Kingdom to eat quick service over at the Polynesian Resort. So if you're looking for something like that, you can do that as well. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So... We hope that you agree with most of our takes. All our takes would be great, but we'll settle for most. So thank you so much for listening. As always, be sure to reach out to the dream designers at My Mickey Vacation Travel. If you're ready to plan an upcoming adventure to Disney or beyond, they have the tips and insider secrets to enhance your vacation experience. And you can learn more at MyMickeyVacation.com. Until then, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you real soon.